Welcome to another edition of The Couch Attorney. People, this is the Lakers Free Agency Edition Part 2. Okay, so it looks like we've kind of calmed down. We still got two uh, slots to fill. But boy, did we make moves. We are clearly the winner of free agency. No doubt about it. I mean, this has just been a knockout blow. Think about this. When have you ever seen, and this is not just basketball, people. Think of any sport. When have you seen a championship team just totally revamp their whole team, change everybody, but upgrade in all positions? That's ridiculous. I mean, the moves we made in this free agency... I told you, they should charge us with a RICO charge. I'm just being honest. I see a racketeering, and this is ridiculous what we're doing here. With people, I mean, it just don't, this is the most hilarious situation I have ever seen. The Clippers came at our throats, people. I mean, they didn't just say, okay, you know, we want to do a little something. Maybe we want to win a ring here and there. No, they came out and said, we are not only going to win the ring, we are taking over L.A. We know this is your spot. You held it down. You got 16 rings, ah, yeah, yeah. But we taking over. Kawhi with his little commercials with the keychain and the Kawhi town and Paul George talking shit. What's his name, Pat Bev? Pat Bev jumped up on when he found out that Kawhi and Paul George were coming over to the Clippers. He was at a restaurant, a fancy Italian restaurant. He jumps up on the table in the restaurant screaming over and over, I just fucking won the championship. I just fucking won it. This dude thought it was a wrap. He got Kawhi. He got Paul George. It's a wrap. We did it. No. <laughs> oh my God, Pat Bev. And then you got, then you got all of these other people. What's his name? Montrez, who we had to rescue. He was talking shit that they thought they had it. You had Lou Williams talking big shit. They thought they had it. Paul George said, "Shit, we got, uh, we got the best offensive and and we play two ways and we got two people that can do all of this work. It's unstoppable. How can you stop that? Really? All of this yip yapping." Steve Ballmer, the billionaire, goes ahead and he gets a, does a Bigfoot move and decides he wants to move out of Staples and take his show on the road to Inglewatts. And he's building this billion-dollar stadium, our old home, by the way. So much for you going out on your own. You're really just buying our second home. But... He took the forum and he's uh, spending a bunch of money on that. All of these big foot moves. And then you do the biggest flake job, the biggest choke job in the history of the NBA. Not only that, people, you follow that up (laughs) with just a free agency that is just crazy in the sense that You let your sixth man of the year go. 
Okay, maybe you can make the argument that you let him go because you upgraded significantly with Serge Ibaka. But, yeah, you upgraded in the position, but how about giving us an energy guy who now knows a lot about you and he's coming over to us? That is a lot to pay just for a little increment increase in scoring or, or defense or whatever you get from a blocker. All right. But here's the retarded part. People, everybody know about the Morris twins, right? <laughs> Marcus and Markeith. Well, we got Markeith, the Lakers got Markeith, and the Clippers got Marcus. Well, they're basically the same dude. They average about the same amount of points. It, it's remarkable how a sync, you know, they, they're very much the same. They're twins, right? Well, in this offseason, the Clippers did a, Knicks, a New York Knicks move and paid, or we can call it a Michael Jordan move now, but paid, re-signed Marcus, for four years, $64 million contract. That's $16 million a year. I believe he only averages 12 points. <laughs> so you pay him more millions than he even averages. But we got the same twin, people. Remember, they average about the same points. They do basically the same thing. We re-signed our twin, Markeith, too. And guess how much we paid Marquise? Like 2.5. So one twin gets 16 million over here and we give him 2.5. But here's the cherry on the cake. Marcus and Marquise shared with us recently how close they are. I mean, we knew these twins were close. We knew that they both came in the league together on the same team, and then they tried to stay with each other. They got matching tattoos, and they do all of this. They, When they both were on the Lakers and the Clippers, they lived in the same apartment or, or house or whatever, and they shared. Well, now they shared a little bit more with us. And what they're saying is that they both signed for $9 million a year. <laughs> well, as a Laker, I'm cracking up. Because no, you didn't. The Clippers gave him 16 and we gave ours 2.5. So where do you get this 9 from? Well, the brothers have told us that they are so close that they made a pact years ago to share their money, people. <laughs> they share their money. So the $16 million is shared with his brother. So essentially, the Clippers paid our tab. Our twin doesn't mind only getting 2.5 from us because his brother is giving him half of his six. <laughs> that is incredible. Lakers, man, just stop it. What we're doing, it should be illegal. There should be some kind of RICO violations with this stuff. Okay? LeBron is killing it. LeBron, listen, people. <laughs> 
You know, I'm a I'm a visionary. I project in the future. I'm telling you the stories that's not being told to you right now on any of those local stations and shows that you see. For a couple of reasons, I'm good. The couch attorney is going to give you more in depth analysis. One because sports is never going to tell you the sports shows. And commentators are never going to tell you the deep story. They're going to give you the the overall story, but they're not going to get deep with you. Why? Because most of the people that's talking about this are ex-athletes and they're also long-term reporters. So both of them have a vested interest not to give up the secrets of the athletes. For the reporter, you can't talk too deep because then the athlete will cut you off and they won't talk to you and you have no job. And for the athletes who commentate on sports, it's a brotherhood. It's like the police. You're not going to get the police to talk honestly about the police and they're not going to talk honestly about their co-workers and their brothers in this fraternity called the NBA. So... You need someone like me who doesn't have a stake in the game. I don't talk to the players like that. I'm around them, but I don't talk to them like that. And they don't see me as a threat. So I can give you the stories that they're not telling you. So here's one story. And and also, I'm a visionary, so I project in the future, and I can see where things are going from my uh, educated analysis and viewpoint. Here's what I see. LeBron James is the John Castellano or the John Gotti, Paul Castellano. And the John Gotti and the, 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 the capo of everything, okay? This man is on top of the game and he will be on top of the game for as long as he is alive. Why? Because he created the greatest situation for an athlete Ever. Hands down, he revolutionized the game, and you should see more people trying to do what he did. Braun came up with the brilliant idea of coming into the league and bringing his friends with him, empowering his friend to start a company and become a sports agent. That is the most gangster move ever. It makes more sense than anything any other athlete has done off the court to further their career. LeBron, by empowering his friend to become a sports agent, it gave LeBron the will to control the league. Because as he grew, his boy grew. And now he has it where He's controlling half the league with his sports agency, which you might as well say is LeBron because we all know how close Rich Paul and LeBron are. So if you're being managed by Clutch Sports, you're really being managed by LeBron, okay? So what a great situation because what sports agent can tell you, I'm going to get you this, this amount of money. I'm going to set you up for this success, and I'm going to show you how to get there. And he literally can do it. He's not some old white guy behind a desk talking about it. LeBron can sign you to his team and make it happen. 
a la AD, a la KCP, and I can go on and on. LeBron gets you paid because he does the work with you. Unlike an agent who's just at his desk talking about what he can do for you. LeBron can show you. KCP, take a little less money. Play with me on the team. I'm going to get you a ring. LeBron knows he's going to get you a ring. And he gets you a ring. AD, come on over. Don't sign that max contract over there. Come on over to the Lakers. I'll get you a ring. <clears throat> he gets you a ring. Okay. So, not only that, he's letting you know we control the league. Clutch controls the league. So, He's just got a monopoly on the game because it's an intelligence monopoly, first of all. Because if you are controlling half the league or managing half the league, then you have an incredible amount of intel. You understand why players are unhappy where they're at or why they're happy where they're at. What's going on where they're at? What's your scheme? What's their plan? What are they telling you? Ask them this. Ask them that. Meanwhile, the intel is not only helping the agent to figure out how to get the player the most money, but that same intel is helping LeBron figure out how he can beat every other team in the league. This is ridiculous, people. And then what did the Lakers do? Smart move. They turn around and hire Rob Palenka, who's an ex-what? Agent. So he's coming off of that information bonanza where he knows about every team and every player. And now he's in the front office making decisions with LeBron's guidance and help. Negotiating with LeBron on clutch clients. Man, this is just ridiculous, people. This is too much. And then once you build a little team, all you got to do is get a couple of superstars. All you got to do is pair an AD and a LeBron. And guess what you're going to have year after year? You're going to have ring chasers year after year. You're going to have... It's just ridiculous. And you're in L.A.? So you got the weather, you got the women, you got the lifestyle, you got everything you want in Los Angeles, California. And now you got these two capos, okay, LeBron and Rob, working together, tearing the league up. To give you perspective, we picked up, when have you ever heard of a team picking up the sixth man of the year? And the runner-up to the sixth man of the year, okay? And we bring them both over and pay them less than $15 million for both of them. Unbelievable. To put that in perspective, the Clippers re-signed, again, like I told you, Marcus Morris averages 12 points a game. They re-signed him for $16 million a year. And they lost Montrez, who averaged 19 points a game, and we paid him nine, reigning sixth man of the year. And then we went and got the backup reigning sixth man of the year, which was Mr. Schroeder. We paid him little or nothing. 
Less than 15 minutes. We got four top players that we paid less than 20 million combined salary. This is ridiculous, okay? Ridiculous, people. And let me tell you how the future even makes it more ridiculous. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. LeVar Ball first came up with the idea. LeVar Ball said, you get three of my boys on the same team and it's just going to be unbelievable. Well, we never really seen that or thought of that concept of having three brothers on the same team. Well, we may do it before LeVar Ball. People, open your eyes to this one. The Lakers right now as we speak are working on a deal to bring Giannis over to the lake. We're trying to lure Giannis, okay? And make no mistakes about it, people. If you put LeBron James, Giannis, and A.V. on the same team, you thought that Golden State shit was out of control? (laughs) Listen, I don't see how you win a game, okay? That is just going to be a sick combination with a bunch of ring chasers on the side and veterans and league minimums all filling up the roster. It's going to be sick. Okay, what's the lure? We already got one Antetokounmpo. Why do you think we signed him? We He got a ring. As a matter of fact, he's the first Antetokounmpo in the family to get a ring. Okay, he took a ring back to the motherland because he's an Antetokounmpo. Okay. So Costas, he barely played with us, but we got him on the team. You think we hired him because, oh, we like your jump shot and your hook shot? No, no. we hired him because his name is Antetokounmpo. And he has a brother that's coming up on free agency. And they are close family. They're close, man. So wouldn't a little, this is the big fish that we're trying to land is Giannis. So wouldn't hiring his brother be a little bit of bait. Now, keep in mind that Giannis plays with the other brother on Milwaukee. So, if we have one already and we promise to bring the other two over, now Giannis has more bait and more will to come to Los Angeles. Not only will you have guaranteed rings, while not only will you extend your career because you won't have to work as hard anymore, not only will you not have to deal with winters and you will have beautiful weather all year long and a beautiful house and a beautiful life, and you'll get a chance to play with your brothers. Now imagine that lineup. Giannis and his two other brothers with LeBron and AD and a bunch of ring chasers and veterans and sharpshooters. Unbelievable people. And then guess what happens two years after that? Oh, it even keeps getting worse, people. How about guess who's going to be ready for the league two years later at 18 years old? Brawny James. That's right, people. Brawny James. Oh, my goodness. LeBron has always said he wants to stick around because he has a dream of playing with his son. Okay, so now you're talking Brawny James. 
coming on the team. Probably with the Antetokounmpo brothers and AD. And, oh, jeez, man. Nobody wins a game. You're seeing a long time full of dominance right now. That's what I'm eyeing for the future. Now, let's keep going further in the future. LeBron James wants to be an owner. He has ownership aspirations. Well, if Cheney Buss, if you're listening, hear the man when he speaks. He wants ownership in a NBA team. You got to make sure that that NBA team is the Los Angeles Lakers. Give him what he wants. You cannot let a capo, a Paul Castellano, a John Gotti leave and form his own crew and go against you. Not good. You want this guy on your team because LeBron's sports agency is only going to get bigger. And then when he retires, he's still going to have his pulse on the league. Wrap him up. I figure if you got to give him, if he's asking for the max, the max for Lakers would be 49%. He can't afford much anyway. He's not as rich as people think he is. But, you know, he's probably in the 400 million range, 500 million, not even a billion. It's going to take the Lakers are worth, what, 5 billion? So to get half ownership or majority on it, it's going to take a lot more than what he has or will ever get. So give him whatever he can buy into. If he can buy the 30%, give him the 30%. If he can get up to 49 and Genie keeps 51, do it. LeBron will run this league. And then imagine his son. If his son is half what his daddy is, Come on, man. One thing we know about Bronny James is he's got the best nutrition. You know how much LeBron spends on his body, so you know what he spends on his son. And he's starting from the beginning with this kind of regimen. Lord, help the league. Lord, and by wrapping up LeBron, maybe you wrap up Bronny too with the Lakers. Why would he want to go anyplace else? Win rings, daddy owns the team. Man, listen, this is this Rico. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, when you hear that they try to charge the Lakers with some kind, they're going to make up a rule against us. This is too much dominance. But if you're a Laker fan, ooh, enjoy it. It's going to be great, people. It's going to be great. Not only are we going to win this ring, the next ring, the ring after, the ring around the Rosies, we're going to have so many damn rings. You stay tuned. I'm going to keep you going. Listen, I got a series that you have got to listen to. Laker fans, I'm going to break down Laker history, and there's some things in history, there's a chapter in history that has never been told to you the right way, and I'm going to tell it to you the right way, I'm going to give you the background, I am the couch attorney, huge Laker fan, Laker Nation, time up! <laughs>